Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Joe Caruso. Joe, you are the founder and president of the Caruso Leadership Institute. You're found on the web at carusoleadership.com. Joe, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure, Josh. I've been looking forward to it. Thanks. Awesome. Give us an overview of your impact in the world. Well, I work with leaders and admirals uh, of organizations, associations, uh, from the Academy Awards to billion dollar privately owned companies um, to the Navy, uh, helping them understand their minds and the collective mind, and then how to influence it, both their mind and the collective mind of the organization that they lead. So, So for example, life is all about definition. How you define yourself determines what you think you can do and what you can't do. How you define a problem determines all the solutions your mind can't possibly consider by just by the way you define it. Uh, and so learning to think and understand differently how minds work and how the mind works, you can also understand definition, change outcome. It's always uh, decision, behavior, outcome. That's the sequence, always. I don't train. I don't train outcome. I don't train behavior. I work with the mind. Wow. So, so help me delineate here what, what the difference is a little bit better. Okay. If, if I was teaching someone how to uh, input in a keyboard, uh, how to run a machine, that's training. So they get better at the machine and the outcome gets better. If I was teaching uh, lean tactics in manufacturing, I would be teaching how to think about the job and how to, through the contextual lens of a lean operation. Now that starts to get to meaning, but it's merely a contextualization. I I have in my new book that's coming out, Quintessential Leadership, several vignettes of people, how when they changed the way they were thinking about themselves, their outcomes changed drastically in ways they would not have changed before. Now you have personal uh, decisions about that. You, you, you've, told me that you used to be the word you used so everyone knows that you used it was fat you said not heavy not dad bod no yeah and no, it's I was a chunky believe- i was a chunky dude <laughs> it, it's hard to believe looking at you today you're like you know the picture of vitality but you uh, it, but the fact of the matter is you had to change your mind before your body could change yes, and so- yes. oh my gosh yeah for sure yeah, it's, I mean, even if you just white knuckle 
behavior that's out of alignment with where your mindset is, it's just not sustainable. Like you, it's, it's just not going to last. You know, it's like, if you're not convinced, you're not converted, you know, you become one of those gym goers in, you know, January 1st that, you know, three weeks later, eh, they stopped coming. Um, it, you know, it requires something deeper within us and it's, you know, it, you know, it's this mindset, but I, I also am I'm kind of I'm going and rereading Atomic Habits or re-listening to Atomic Habits right now. And, um, you know, so he, he talks a lot about, you know, just who who are you? You know, you know, uh, you know, if you are an athlete, you know, what would an athlete do today? You know, how would it, you know, how would a, a loving husband or or wife, you know, how would they you respond to this situation, which is what I love about this, because it's it's kind of like the same formula that organizations can use for decision making when they fall back on their mission, purpose and values. If everybody's in alignment with what those mission, purpose and values are, that that company identity, decision making becomes a lot easier. That's exactly right. You know, just like we're a person or and a persona. So William James says, when two men meet, I think he said men, but you could say people. When two people meet, there are six people meeting. Each person as they see themselves, each person as the other sees them, and each person as they actually are. So we're person and we're persona. To some people, I'm this famous guy with a best-selling book in six languages. To my wife, I'm Joe. You know, I mean, we're, we're to, to, to my dog, I'm just somebody that pets her when she wants to be petted. You know, in marketing and business, you're a company that strives, driven hopefully by a, a mission that people can get, can find themselves in. That's the identity. I, I want to work for a company that, that does this and believes in this. And it's apparent everything that they do. And the leaders always talk about this issue. And it could be about helping others. Um, if you believe that, it'll come through in your work and it'll be reflected by the thousands of people in the organization with every little thing they do, which then resonates into the marketplace in a way that will compound. And so you don't really have to have great marketing. Yeah. You know, I, I remember a long time ago, mission statements were brand new, might have been the 80s. You know, I was four. And, and uh, it, so you'd walk into a hotel. What are you laughing at? You walk into a hotel and behind them would be their mission statement that says, you know, we believe the customer comes first and is always right. And whatever other committee speak it had on it. And then you'd stand there and there's nobody in front of you in line. And there's three people behind the desk on the phone, not even greeting you mm -hmm. going, that doesn't match that. Disconnect. Yeah. And, and so a leader has to has to really understand pretty words don't cut it really has to be a purpose, as you said, that is apparent in everything you do. I'll give you an example. I decided, you know, when I was 18 years old, I, I had incurable cancer. I'm one of the first people ever cured of that particular metastatic metastatic cancer. I had a four inch tumor in my stomach, two in my right lung, one in my left lung. And one here and uh, radical chemotherapy, radical surgery, and uh, pretty soon it's gone. 
And I've had the opportunity and the honor to speak to 10,000 oncology nurses at one time from around the world. And as I tell the story these days, they laugh because those days are so over with and they're so thrilled they're over with. Nobody on my floor lived in the University of Michigan Hospital. But I decided, what am I going to do with my life? I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn everything I was going to miss because I was going to die. They were very clear I was going to die. No, they, they actually even said, and if we don't kill you, if, if the cancer doesn't kill you, the chemo will kill you first because it's experimental dosage. Mm. I'm 18. And I decided to study for the rest of my life, however long I'd had, five hours a day, five days a week. I do that to this day. I'm 62. I have not changed. I end up being an expert in the mind, befriending some of the top psychoanalysts in the world, writing in scientific journals, having best-selling books, um, and being a pretty highly paid consultant uh, and advisor as a result of my personal mission. And when I talk to my leaders, which is one hour a day, one uh, once a week, I talk to them on the phone. Uh, they know they're talking to somebody with a moral authority, not just a position authority, who lives what he teaches. And they get my assistant when they call here or they come to the home or they come to the offices. And they see it in everything that we do. It's clear. It's transparent. It's, it's honest. And that's marketing. That speaks volumes because, as you said, it's hard to fake it till you make it. You said white, yeah. white, white knuckle, you know, hold on to it, even though you don't want to be that. Um, only a sociopath <laughs> can really fake it with any sense of consistency over time. Yeah. What's that? Time will expose you or promote you. It's, it's absolutely correct. You yeah. know, and I, I just wrote a cup of Joe. We have daily cup of Joe's that... Anybody who wants to be a member of the community, it's free. And uh, every day they get a cup of joe. And I just wrote one yesterday morning uh, in my dressing room that says, in baseball, the umpire calls balls and strikes in the moment. In life, time is the umpire. Mm -hmm. And so that's why that consistency and constancy is critical. And if it doesn't go right to the core of who you are, you can't maintain that constancy and that consistency. And why is this important for leaders? Because people are, I've had leaders say, why don't people listen to me? Why don't they do what I want them to do? Well, they're listening to you yell and slam the desk right now. And then you come out there and you're all smiles and try and be cheerful. And they don't know who the hell you are. Why don't you have them why don't you be the model example of who you want them to be so they can see it? Because there's not a lot of them in this country. There's a lot, but not proportionally to the, to the rest of the population. We're, we're, we're like, like many countries, like many civilizations that got wealthy, we become a get by society or get done society. Check the box. Check the box. And more importantly, it's our life is defined by how we do something, not just what we do. And, you know, you have that you have your belief statement right behind you and, 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 and you and you 
trumpet it out there for the world to see. Yeah. So if you just do an interview and, and, and you don't portray what I see behind you, yeah, I'm going to think you're uh, faking it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but here's the thing, right, is is I can't get lazy in like I have to remind myself. So if I you know, it's like, for example, if, um, you know, if I have a goal that I want to be, you know, I want to have a six pack abs or something like that, I, I need to look at you know, visual representations of six pack abs frequently to remind myself of the commitment, right? So that commitment is, you know, kind of like that. I don't know who said it originally, but like doing the thing you said you would do long after the spirit in which you said it is kind of past, right? It's, it's, it's very commonplace. I'm sure, you know, as a, you've done a lot of keynote speaking, you know, keynotes are, you know, kind of notorious for, you know, the audience like, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, okay, but is it really going to stick? Uh, And, um, but that's, what are other, like, I don't want to say hacks, but what are other things that leaders can do to make sure that they are in alignment or that they are each day, you know, working at, um, actually doing the activity or living in alignment with that idealized self or, or, or who they want to be in the world? It's a great question. Uh, I'll start with a story. I tell a lot of stories because the mind works in narrative. A story mm-hmm. is how we connect individual ideas to create uh, meaning. So without narrative, there's no meaning. You can't understand one thing in and of itself without any contrast or comparison to anything else. It does, the mind doesn't work that way. I, I go to uh, Egypt. I was on my way to Saudi Arabia. I go to Egypt. This is before I was married. So this was uh, 1997, I, I believe. And um, I see a papyrus uh, of a painting called The, Ju- the Judgment, I believe. Uh, it's about mid uh probably mid middle times in in ancient uh egypt and there's a man who is depicted he's dead he's being led by a priest with an ankh the ankh is that circle kind of a cross with a stick on it so it's a holy symbol and 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 they're measuring his heart on a scale and so he's dead. Remember, they embalmed. So they, they, they embalmed everything, every organ but the kidney. So they're measuring his heart to see if his heart is lighter than the feather that's on the other side of the scale. And if it is, he passes on past this animal that can eat him to the gods. And then at the top of this, it's six foot, seven feet long. At the top of this papyrus, he's telling his story for eternity so it's it's about the afterlife pre-christ by thousands of years Mm -hmm. i buy this it was done drawn by a professor in color uh, taken off one of the walls of one of the uh tombs and i roll it up and i take it for the rest of my trip very carefully and bring it home i frame it and i have very high ceilings in my house And on the highest wall in my office 
hangs that papyrus to remind me to be a good man every day. So there are visual pictures. Uh, and by the way, I don't know how many six packs I have to drink to have abs. But I work on it whenever I can. <laughs> I'm willing to work. I'm willing to work. And, and <laughs> just putting in those reps, uh, those those arm curl reps. <laughs> Listen, you live on an island uh, in beautiful, you know, lake, uh, Great Lakes. So, what what a place for that? So, yeah, not bad. I so the 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 question is a great question. I do. I still do a, a lot of reading, and I read. I don't read any self help books. I read classics. I read philosophy. I read history. I I I, I read about the mind. Um, Stoics. Um, Greek philosophy and so on. And I write, I write every single day. I write whether it makes it into my book or doesn't, I've got more, more content that has not made it into books than I have. I'm on my 30th version today of the new book that's coming out. Now that's just the 30th version that got written. That's not the 10 years before that Mm -hmm. because it keeps, it keeps things on the forefront of the mind. You know, we can't, I'm going to ask everybody that's watching to do something very simple. You put your hand out like this and spread your fingers and look past your fingers, through your fingers at something beyond. And all of a sudden you notice that your fingers are out of focus. Mm. Now you can pull back and look at your fingers and you notice that the thing beyond is out of focus because we focus in a plane. Okay. Uh, The mind doesn't work too dissimilar to that. What's in the forefront of your mind is what you're focused on. So you have to keep feeding your mind that which you want to be or become. Secondly, for your question, we have to remember that we're human beings. We're not human doings. We be while we become. So who you are today, you can say all you want to that I'm going to become this person or I'm becoming this person while you're a jerk every day on the way there. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows you're not getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even on the path. Yeah. So it's just some total of, of how we show up day to day, you know, our, our, our actions and, and, um, that's a great reminder. Uh, so Joe, you have had the opportunity to work with, you know, basically the you know, the biggest brands around uh, American Express, Wells Fargo, Hyatt, Mazda, the United States Navy. Thank you very much for that. Uh, as as a former as a former sailor, uh, Time Warner, uh, Marriott. It goes on and on and on. Um, who do you work with today, and and who listening? Or, you know, to our listener who can help make a connection and, you know, who should be engaging with you today? Oh, uh, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but anybody that wants to contact me can contact me and I will talk to them if I can. And if they fit the, the proper profile, we'll talk to them for an hour. They'll get a free consultation for an hour because in that hour, I have to learn about them. Are they committed or are they posing? Are they just doing a proximity check? Because if they're close to me, they must be good. None of that works for me. Right. Uh, So really, I love working with businesses that are growing. 
Established businesses are harder because there's already a culture that probably yeah. wasn't as created as it just morphed. Mm-hmm. Although a CEO will never admit that. And, 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 and the culture has different strata. So for example, if you walk in to a business and you ask about the business, the, the organization, at the lower levels, they'll use the pronoun they, as Robert Reich said. And at the higher levels, they'll use the pronoun we. So those are two different views of, of who they are and in the, in, in who this organization is and what they mean to that organization. But I love entrepreneurs that are growing. Uh, I've helped companies go from a couple hundred million to a billion. I've had companies that go from zero to selling at 25 million, mm. which sounds like a lot of money to some people, but it's really not a huge sale at all these days. Mm-hmm. But, but it's exciting to help that person figure out how to get there by being the leader they need to be and by... In my, in my new book, Quintessential Leadership, coming out this fall, I, summate, I, I summarize that a great leader, an influencer, tells the right story to the right person at the right time in the right way for the right reason. Now, I kind of copped that from Aristotle. Josh, Aristotle said, it's easy to be angry. It's hard to be angry to the right degree for the right reason at the right person at the right time in the right way. And uh, because narrative is how we think, the right stories at the right time are very, very critical. And so leaders have to learn to be storytellers, but not just storytellers about, hey, I went fishing yesterday and caught three fish to somebody who's never fished or gets seasick. They're not in your story. They can't find themselves in that story. So you tell stories, my, my last book, The Power of Losing Control, it's available on audio uh, through our website, is, is uh, a book about a bunch of stories. And most of the stories are about me, me telling stories. And when I got my book deal, I was in Toronto and the agent calls me up and she says, this book is a bestseller, I'm gonna represent it. And I said, <laughs> okay. And then she told me stories about herself for the next 45 minutes. And I said, I got to hit. Because she found herself in those stories. Those stories just Uh, represent icons and images. Yeah, yeah. She was able to find herself in. Yeah. And, and you know, it's sea stories. You were a sailor. Thank you. And, (laughs) you know, you have a sea daddy. And you learn the stories of the Navy and why we're doing what we're doing. It's not an easy life to be on a ship like that. I don't know if anybody, you know. Only 1% of the population, according to uh, uh, people that know, I just interviewed this secretary of the Navy friend of mine and a client um, last week, but only 1% of the population has served or knows somebody that served or understands what it's like to serve. Mm. 1%. Mm. We don't teach military history because it's ugly. We don't want to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, 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 but, but if you're a Marine, for every rank you go up, you're given a set of books to study and read and learn. Yep. So re- reading is, is just so, so important. Yeah. Listen, Joe Caruso, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us again. You're the founder and president of the Caruso Leadership Institute. Your website is carusoleadership.com. 
Um, one thing I'd recommend for everybody is uh, you have an email community. Uh, looks like incredibly high value content, the daily cup of Joe, video content, et cetera. And again, that's all available at carusoleadership.com. Congratulations on the imminent uh, book launch. Uh, this fall. And again, that will be all, all of that. Plus Joe, your existing books, uh, best-selling books. Those are all again at carusoleadership.com. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Your pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stop by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.